This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. This is Are You Kidding Podcast. I can listen with my kids. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids. Hey guys, we're here with another podcast, and it's Sebastian Martinez, and we're here with Brandon Martinez, and we have a special guest. He's one of the DJs for the Miami Heat basketball team, and let's give it up for Mr. DJ M. Dodd. Yes. Now here's where we can use that applause right here. That'll be. <laughs> well, we don't well, have an applause. You know what? Let's just clap on three. One, two, three. Yeah. You, you hear the crowd noise? Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. They're going wild. They're, they're, now, they're absolutely can, going now wild. Now we can make that one of the, um, the buttons. So we, we can do it? that. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Hi, how are you? I'm well. I'm happy to be here. Like, I'm excited to be here. I yeah. like what you guys are doing, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this. And you are um, uh, one of the DJ members for the Miami Heat. Yes. And you met all the basketball players, right? I've met them all from Alonzo Mourning to LeBron James to the current team and everyone in between. Oh, can't forget about the number one Miami player ever. LeBron James? Dwayne Wade. Oh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is a GOAT, too. Here's how I... Jordan's a GOAT? Yes, I like that, Brandon. Now, here's how I look at LeBron. Like, I absolutely love LeBron, number Mm -hmm. one. Number two, I have this big blown up picture of me and LeBron, probably almost the size of the picture behind you guys. It's of me and LeBron at this uh, at this event, at this Miami Heat event. Uh, Number three, I look at it like Dwayne was here almost forever. LeBron's kind of like. He was kind of like a rental car. He was like in and out. Yeah, like, like, like you know, like when you go out of town with your family, you go to Orlando, you don't want to drive your car, so your parents go and they go to Enterprise or wherever and they rent a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of like see LeBron. Even though I love him to death, he, you know, he wasn't drafted here. He didn't stay here for that long. He came here. He did what he had to do. We won two rings because of him, and then he moved on, which is, you know, pretty cool. So I think Dwayne is most definitely the Miami Heat GOAT. Yeah, and it's sad that he retired um, this last year, um, even though he er, – was it this year? No, it was last yeah, year. Yeah, it was last year. Well, he hasn't officially retired yet, but he retired. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. should retire his number. I Most definitely. Yeah. They've, they've, yeah. Definitely have to do that. And speaking of Dwayne Wade, we actually really want to meet him because okay. he's sort of like us. We play basketball and we sell socks. Yeah, look at that. And he's a really big socks guy. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like he's our role model, basically. He's cool. We may have to make that work, man. I know some people. Just saying. I know some people. So you're a DJ uh, and your nickname is MDOT. So where right. does that come from? 
Uh, I wish I wish I had this really cool explanation, but it just stands for my first name is Michael. So it's if you were to write something, Sebastian, you would write, and if you wanted to abbreviate it, you would write S, S. dot Martinez, right? Brandon, you would put B dot Martinez. Well, I put M dot. I couldn't think of anything after. Didn't want to use my last name. So I eventually removed the actual dot and spelled out Done. dot. That's it. That's, I mean, that's it, really creative, actually. Yeah. I don't think it's that creative, to be honest with you. I did a podcast not too long ago. They were like, really? That's it? That's all you have for me? That's how you came up with this? And I was like, yeah, I wish I had some elaborate explanation as to why, but it really is it's not that I but mean, nobody's ever done that. It's so pretty creative. Like, I, it's why just doing a little dot, you spelled out dot. I just spelled it out. But I think everyone kind of does, I don't know, like, if if you were to write something, you would put B dot, and I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Probably. You guys are making me sound so smart. <laughs> but, I mean, it sounds cool. It it doesn't sound that cool for, for S dot. Yeah, it does. I'm, I mean, kind of. I think it sounds pretty cool. It rolls off your tongue really well. M dot sounds like it's meant for that. B dot doesn't really sound. Like I like B dot actually. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe that could be like your nickname, like you know. Hey, I'm B dot. Hi, I'm S dot. There you go. I'm S dot. So you went on tour with Jamie Foxx. So was Jamie Foxx like nice? Like, how was your experience with him? Um, I'm still with him to this day. Actually, it's been oh, 13 wow. years. Uh, we've gone on four tours so far, as well as countless events all around um he's a cool person man really really cool person uh we have what's cool about it is that we have a mutual respect for each other's craft you know and he gives me complete control to kind of like okay you feel like this is going to be better cool let's do it this way and whatnot so uh to be involved with someone who is so talented and he trusts me to you know make the right decisions when we are performing then it's kind of cool man yeah and, and i love shazam Do that's you, a really good show yeah and my dad like knows every song so every time those there you just hear for one second he already knows the song i think if they ever do a family shazam you guys should do it for real <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is you know we're not really that good it's just like my dad's really good i mean i'm really good there too. You go. like i i know some 80s and 90s like you could tell some some you could tell my dad you could tell that's my mom. good i mean that's really good for a 12 year old i have a question for you guys okay do you wear a different pair of your own socks every day to school yes that's cool mm-hmm. that's a marketing like you have to do that we promote yeah. our own socks you know you have yeah. to so people will be like hey like socks i'll be like hey made them yeah, yeah. look at that <laughs> and we could be like uh, if you want them, you could. Um, I could give it to you tomorrow if you just give me ten dollars and tell me what sock and what size you want. Yeah, that happened to me once when I was in fifth grade. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, my friend, uh, really wanted some socks. I'm like, uh, if you bring, if I bring you the sock tomorrow and you bring me ten dollars, that's a sale. That counts. And your friend brought you ten dollars. Yeah. yeah. I was a businessman wow. in fifth grade as well. I remember making sales left and right. Wow. In the lunch line as well wow so that's kind of amazing that you have that business mindset so early on would you learn this from well you- our mom taught us about business cool. at a young age so it was mostly her teaching us like how to sell how to approach people cool what to say what to do how to act and because of her we are where we are today and we 
we sold socks in fifth grade. Now, yeah. what's equally impressive is you told kids, hey, if you like these socks, come back tomorrow with 10 bucks. What's impressive about that is that the kids actually went home, asked their parents for $10, and they gave it to them. Yeah. I could barely get an extra dollar out of my mom in middle school, elementary school, let alone high school. So that's pretty impressive. Now, asking her for 10 extra dollars, that wasn't happening. But that's kind of cool. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us what your mem- most memorable moment was? I've had quite a few Um from performing on numerous television shows to doing the Grammys to performing in front of two presidents. Two uh, presidents? Yeah. That, isn't that, that's quite impressive. That's two really impressive. What presidents? Yeah. George W. and uh, Barack Obama. Oh, that's cool. Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've had, so, as well as uh, DJing an NBA Finals game. So there's been quite a few that that's, that's been pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. So you must, like, you're a good DJ, right? I'm I'm overrated. Cool. Yeah, so what type of music do you play? Do you, like, play kid-friendly or yeah, not you, kid-friendly? No, you got to play kid-friendly at appropriate places. Yeah. You know, so whenever you see me at a heat game or something like that or some charity event, then they're obviously kid-friendly songs. Yeah, because everyone wants to listen. Yeah, yeah but when you're in a older place then you kind of play a little bit differently but yeah i have quite a few songs so definitely kid friendly yeah i've been kid friendly for a while because before i started doing the heat i was at with the marlins for two years marlins. so yeah oh, wow. different sports it was the first yeah. dj in baseball actually oh that's and right. you're a dj and you also are um, a philanthropist yeah. so how does it feel being a philanthropist uh it's amazing when you're able to give back and lend your time and, and talent, to, you know, for, for people who are doing great things in the community. Um, it's like when your mom reached out to me, I was like, wait, you guys are doing this? Of course, you know, I'll be there because I like what you guys are doing. And I'm that person. I feel like I have someone of a platform that I need to, you know, I might as well use my platform to, to better the world yeah. in any way I can. And if it's, you know, if it's DJing an event for free or, you know, just showing up to an event, you know, um, letting them have my support, lending my support, then I'm all for it because I think that's uh, that's the way to make the world a better place in general. Yeah, and, so, there's, and there's no excuse for being kind. Everyone, no. Everyone should be kind. Everyone should be kind. And that's, yeah. that's that, I, I get, if we live by that, that philosophy, we'd be, in, we'd be in really good the world shape. We'd be in a different place. We'd be in really good shape. Just... Be kind to everyone. So, so I also have another thing because you know we're all doing good things, and we started young. So I have a question for you: okay. How young were you? How young were you when you started first DJing? Oh, I wasn't that young. This was uh, after college for the most part because I grew up in music. I've been in band my entire life, and uh, played basketball as well. So um, I started late. I started DJing probably in. 2005 i believe it was i was just born you were yeah look at that you were just born um before that i started uh just kind of messing around being an mc you know learning how to speak on the microphone and stuff so uh, i would do that at clubs and various events and uh, a friend of mine who's my mentor who's the other dj for the miami heat he's like hey man you know you have talent you should put it together and see what happens so 
Uh, it hasn't. Yeah, I think I started in 2005. I wish I started when I was a little bit younger, but having a musical background definitely helped the transition from playing drums all my life to actually, you know, DJing. Well, it's better late than never. Yes, yes. I think it uh, it happened at the right time because I was kind of, you know, I went into college not knowing what exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I was leaning more towards law enforcement. Uh, and then this kind of came about, and, you know, so I, was, I started taking some communications classes and radio and television broadcasting. And I like speaking. I like, you know, talking in the microphone, you know, so. And what's crazy is that in high school, I was the host for our pep rallies, but I never thought that I would actually be doing what I'm doing now. So it was just because I was a popular kid. They're like, hey, you know, here's this microphone. You're funny. You have a great smile. Everyone knows you. Host the pep rallies. So okay. it's like they set you up for like who you are today. Which is interesting, isn't that? And I still go back to my high school every every year or just about every year. I bring the Miami Heat to my high school to do a oh, big pep oh, rally. Like, yeah. the, like the team? I bring like the entertainment. So the dancers. Oh, the dancers. I bring Bernie. I bring the Hoop Troop, myself, uh, DJ R. Silva. You know, so we all go back and throw like one big pep rally. And it all started because of a pep rally that I used to host. So my it's senior a party. year, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. I wish that happened at my school. Yeah. I mean, it must be a party having like the heat dancers and having you. Yeah, being it's, a DJ. It's it's you still host it as well. Party. Yeah, I host it. Also, oh, you've wow. been doing it since you were in high school. Well, I host it when I bring the heat back. Yeah. So you're a cool kid. I'm I'm no longer a cool kid. You were a cool. <laughs> I kid. I was a cool kid when I was in high school. You're a cool man now. Cool I don't man. even think I'm that cool, but I'll take it. <laughs> and you said you were doing band in high school, and you were in middle school too. You know how I know that? Yeah. Because your my mom yeah. was in your school, yeah. and they, and my mom was doing band with you too. Yeah. Yeah, and my mom was talking good that you were nice, and uh, you were a friend, and so you know my mom since I don't know. We're not gonna say the year. For a long time. But we'll say a long time, Sebastian. So what instrument did you play? <laughs> drums. The drums? Yeah. I used to play the drums. Yeah. I heard one year. <laughs> yeah, one year, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I played about 13 years longer than you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Speaking of instruments, I actually played the piano. My grandma taught me how to play it, and I went to School of Rock, um, but now I don't. Because There's I really a School of Rock? Um, that's, well, that's what it's called. <laughs> no, but that's, a, that's an actual movie. Yeah, I yeah. know. I I've seen that movie. And it's funny. Yeah, it's really funny. It's super funny. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I've been playing the piano. I I know how to play "Mary Had a Little Lamb." Okay, I think we all started off learning that. And um, some other songs, but I don't really know how to play them anymore because I took a break from it and uh -huh. I play basketball now. Well, I think uh, if you want my opinion. Uh, it's always good to have some kind of a musical background. Uh, you're able to do both. I played, when I was playing drums in middle school, I was playing drums and I was playing pop on a football. Would you, were you a receiver? I played receiver. I played safety. I played cornerback. I played running back. Running back. I played uh, sometimes quarterback just for the options because I was fast. Uh, I played just about everything. So she must be really good. I was really good in football. And then when I went to high school, I was I was so small and <laughs> slim. It was like, okay, 
I started playing basketball like the eighth grade. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun. You know, some of my friends were playing basketball. I was still playing pop on their football, but I, so I wanted to play basketball, you know. And I started playing just, you know, messing around with it. And then once I went to high school, I'm like, hmm, can't play football because I weigh like 115 pounds. I'd get, you know, demolished. So started playing basketball. Yeah, well, I'm I'm really short too, guys. If you guys didn't know, um, well, in my class, like all my, all the girls are taller than me. Okay. Like, everyone's taller than me. Like Wait, the hair doesn't make it. <laughs> well, any better? Like it doesn't give you an extra inch. I yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, hopefully, when I get my growth spurt, I gain um ten inches. Hopefully okay. I wow. I grow ten inches. Okay. I want to grow. I, I recently went to the doctors for my physical, and they said I'm above average height, so I'm pretty proud. Yeah, I think. <laughs> wait, how old are you, Brandon? I am 14. 14. So you got a yeah, you got a couple years, man, because Brandon's pretty tall. Yeah, Brandon pretty is pretty tall. tall. So maybe you'll get to be like Brandon's height when you're 14, Sebastian. Or hopefully taller. Or <laughs> hopefully taller, but he still has a lot of growing to do. You can tell. Let's talk business. Yes. <laughs> Would you encourage kids to start their own business? Of course. Of course, I would definitely encourage kids to start their own business. Because we are kids, you know, yeah. with our own business. And we just want you, how would you give kids advice on how to start a business? I would think first it starts with finding your passion, what you're passionate about. So speaking to you guys, you know, off camera and whatnot, Sebastian was telling me that he has a passion for socks. So that's yes. where it starts. That's where the passion comes from. Because so, if you don't have a passion, it's like a job. Right. So you have to be passionate. So whatever business a kid would like to start, then you should be passionate about whatever it is. That way you'll give 110% in pursuit of making that business successful as a kid. And then you just find the right people to help you out. I hope, hopefully your parents are there along the way and uh, any other relatives. And then word of mouth for, for the most part after that. Social media also helps, which we were doing before, so... Hopefully, I'll get you guys some extra followers. <laughs> well, you guys could go <laughs> follow the Instagram at AYK Socks and um, the Twitter and Facebook is Are You Kidding? That's a lot of stuff to give people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we mainly stick to Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's that's smart because you stick to what's popular. Yeah. And, and what, what, you know, attracts the most traffic for the most part. It's like the most trendy source. Um, yeah, source and it's trendy media. because what's cool about Instagram, you just, you go on and just do, 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 do. Okay, cool. Go look at that, look at that. And then you're on with your day, you know? So I think, and I think people's attention spans are, are like that as well. People have really short attention spans, even adults, you know? So you stick to something that where they can kind of look at, interact or engage and, and move on so i think you're you're definitely doing it right there yeah and you get to learn a lot from it as well you get to see like your friends be like oh they did that that's pretty yeah. cool so yeah or you, and you go to see businesses like always be like hey these are some cool, cool. kids doing yeah. good for the community and then even with you spending a little bit time on there you can kind of get you can kind of get ideas for maybe your next sock or, yeah. or whatever you know, so that's that's kind of cool. Maybe we should make a DJ sock. Man, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I know be. every DJ in Miami, so that'd be, wow. We should put some headphones on it, some, what what's that thing called that you put the, the disc on? 
you well it's actually you can use turntables or cdjs so yeah so um every saturday um or sunday uh dj laz oh wow has um uh Sirius XM. His mix. His mix. And my mom and my dad just put put on a speaker and just blast the music. Um, Hopefully you could do that one day. Like yeah. Every Saturday or Sunday. Man. My, if you did it, my mom, or especially if you did booty music, my mom would listen to that every single day. Well, I'll tell you why, Sebastian. Why? Because that's what we grew up on. Yeah, that's what. That's like. That's that was like That's all OG. we listened to. It is. Oh, I like the way you said that. That's OG. Yeah, it really is. And being from Miami, like we we kind of understand that. Now, people outside of Miami, they don't they understand. Don't understand that. But like being from Miami, living here like our entire lives, we understand. Like booty music to us was like it was gold. It was everything. It was like if you were at a party and, you know, they stopped playing booty music to play something else. That was when you went outside or that's when you went like to go get, you know, some fruit punch or whatever. And, you know, some some people even went home. They're like, OK, cool. Let's go to the next party because he's playing something else. Yeah. So that was like and, and, and <laughs> that was also in an era where we didn't care if you repeated songs. Now, for a DJ, you don't really want to repeat songs because there's such an abundance of music out there that you know there's enough to play without repeat like but without repeating the same song however back then it was okay to repeat songs because there were a handful of booty songs and that's what we wanted to dance to so more questions i guess yeah let's go how could we get more kids to give back honestly i think it starts at home you have a great upbringing with your parents um i think they instill that in you you know, to help out that it's not just about you. It's about people who are less fortunate because you guys are truly blessed. And it starts at home. I think if every parent had that same mentality, then we'd be we'd be in good shape. You know, we definitely like I can't wait till my daughter's a little bit older. Where I can take her to some of these charitable events that I do and show her that, you know, what we're doing and why we're doing it. And she'll be able to understand why we're doing it. And hopefully follow in my footsteps when I'm older. Again, it starts with the foundation, you know, built from your parents. And then it just trickles down. So it started from their parents. And, you know, and it trickled down to them. And then it's doing the same to you. And then when you guys are older and married and have kids, guess what? It's going to trickle down to them, you know. So I think that's that's pretty cool that your parents showed you that at such a early age. And you guys are so involved into it or involved in it and uh you're doing well for yourself yeah and you got to start young um to know about these horrible diseases Mm -hmm. and uh if you start young then you know more and more about it so you could tell other people uh what this cause means Mm -hmm. and how important it is to help raise funds and awareness yeah so we could help give back to the community yeah I feel it's also important to start young because it's. I feel like it's easier to understand when you're younger. I think it goes both ways. It can it can start early, but once you're a little bit older, I think you kind of you can really grasp the significance of why you're doing something. Yeah, I mean, you know, because your parents can tell you, "Hey, we're going to create these socks, and a portion of these proceeds are going 
to homeless people. You understand, right? When you're older, you understand why. Number one, they don't have socks. Number two, they don't have clean socks. Number three, they're homeless. So when you're older, you can kind of understand that as opposed to maybe a three or four-year-old, a four or five-year-old, you don't know what a homeless person is. You have no idea because you've been so sheltered. You know, you have a great life. So you've been used to going home, having your own room, having dinner on the table at seven, taking a hot shower, uh, having the gel that you want to put in your hair to make it look amazing like it is right now, Sebastian. You you. know, uh, having the nicest clothes, having the nicest sneakers, having the sweater that you're wearing right now, the hoodie, which is nice, driving to work or drop your mom, your mom dropping you off at school in the nice car, you know, so yeah. when you're that young, you don't really kind of understand. But when you're older, you go into the real world, then you can kind of realize, OK, well, we're doing this to make the world a better place. And why? Because people need help. So when you're, you know, you guys have it down pat, like you guys understand the significance of giving back and helping people out. Yeah, and you're never too which old. Which is cool. You're never too old or too young to learn about these diseases or to give back. I think, again, whatever you're passionate about, there's so many other, there, there's so many avenues that you can you know, find things to contribute to. And it's just, it starts wherever you're passionate about. So if it's, you know, I saw you had the autism or you had, you know, the cancer or you had homelessness or you had same mentality. There's just so many people who need help. And if a kid is listening right now that is thinking about doing the same thing that you two were doing, then find what, you know, they're passionate about and find where, where they can fit in wherever it is. And I think uh, if more kids had that same mentality like you, Brandon, and you, Sebastian, then, again, we'd be in really good shape. Like, the world would be, I'd be happy knowing that I have two, like, I'm happy now knowing that I have two individuals like you to continue on, you know. So when, I, when I'm old and gray, you guys would be older, but and you would have kids that you would be, teaching these same methods too and and that 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 makes me happy as opposed to all the bad stuff that's going on in the world so yeah and hopefully if we have kids they'll learn to um, help give back yeah and hopefully they have hair like yours because i tell you that's just amazing (laughs) thank you is there anything you want the listeners to know about you um no i'm pretty much i think you guys kind of covered most of it but uh yeah, I, I'm I'm just a fortunate person. Um, again, I kind of fell into this industry. Uh, the industry has been extremely good to me. Um, it's allowed me to not only provide for myself, but, you know, for my family. Uh, it's opened up, you know, an amazing, just so many doors for me. Um, it's allowed me to meet so many people around the world, travel, doing what I love. And I haven't worked a day in 15 years, man. I haven't worked. This is not considered work to me. So yeah. when people ask me, what do you do? I'm, I, I'm, I have fun. <laughs> I literally have fun. I haven't worked a day. I haven't woken up and was like, oh, I got to go to work today. <laughs> Never done that. So what I'm doing right now with everything that I'm doing it's not really considered work. And if you find something that you're passionate about like that, then you're you're definitely in good hands. So I'm just a fortunate person, man. That's just riding the wave. 
we want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And being, um, you, you did great today. Oh, thanks. And thank you for being here. Thank you guys for doing what you're doing. And uh, can't wait to do it again. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you. You just heard Are You Kidding Podcast. You guys are the best, best, best. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids.